a Shishkin Productions podcast. It was a beautiful studio and it was so cool. They just moved. And when he took us back to the server room where mm-hmm. they had all of their cables running and stuff, that is the part where I remember I looked at him like wide eyed and I was like, Steve, this is beautiful. This is that shit. It's the most boring room in the whole fucking thing. It's just cables. <laughs> There's cables everywhere. Hey, what's up, Sizzlers? Welcome to November. November. November on the Sizzle Reel. I got a little Halloween hangover. I, I dressed up as a hard drive, and uh, <laughs> I was spinning all night. Oh, you were spinning all night? And mm-hmm. then you did you go near any magnets? That would be terrible. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I did, actually. Oh, no. It really fucked with my memory. Yeah, I was so I, I, last night's a blur. Damn, dude. Well, that's cool. You were a hard drive. I was a praying mantis. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that was. I was pretty. Your, your th- I was pretty pissed. I was pretty pissed. I was. I've been wanting to be a praying mantis for like two months now, and then Saturday Night Live did a sketch where someone dressed up in the exact costume I have, and I was like, really? Yeah. People are gonna think I'm doing SNL now. Luckily. No one watches that fucking show, so <laughs> so we're good. But but your mantis was motivated. That's right. Uh, from Tree Fort, in fact. Yeah, I had a motivated Tree Fort mantis. Yeah. Um, Chris, uh, what's uh, up? It is it is almost the end of the year. Yeah. Wow. Is that crazy? It, it's a little trippy. Everything flew by. I remember back in July we were like, oh man, everything's so slow and there's no work. And literally for the last two months, I, it feels like they just like September October. Gone. Yeah, it's one of those things where like because, uh, you know, some of us have been out of the office and like we've been kind of like rotating a lot. Uh, so everyone's picking up each other's slack and there's just like lots of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Like uh, all, all the content came in the last couple months and I don't know, it's just been super busy. It's been it's been nuts and uh, there's been a lot of stuff and uh, we've we've really been like digging through a bunch of shit too and that's that's what's crazy yeah yeah we we've been working on some projects where we are literally and i know this is editing but we're going through like six hours of footage for a two-minute video like constantly and then and then they're sending oh thanks for doing that here's another terabyte and a half of footage like why why do we have three and a half terabytes of footage for a two-minute sizzle this is absurd but that's that's what we've been doing lately. Yeah, I mean, that's how it is. And then on top of that, like with the podcast and shit, mm-hmm. booking all that stuff, I was like, damn, we need to get a booking intern. That's what I'm looking for. That'd if anyone cool. out here who's listening to this knows someone who wants to be a booking intern, literally the job would be to send out emails to get podcast guests for like rounds of sound. So you'd be hitting up bands and managers or um, the Ask Not Me Anything podcast, All Ship, stuff like that. I don't know. It's like couple hours a week you know what i mean yeah yeah you could do it from home yeah a couple hours a day for a few days a week something like that a little side hustle it would be a good little side hustle you know what i mean it would make you uh like beer money yeah might 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 get you some money honestly might get you some good connections you never know connections probably especially if you like music you'll be able to like go to shows and shit um chris where can the people find us oh shit that's right uh we are on twitter and instagram Sizzle Real Gang, we're on Gmail. Gang at gmail.com. We have a Patreon, five bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Gets you into the happy hour, gets you into the Discord. That is patreon.com slash Shishkin Productions. We have a TikTok that is Shishkin Productions. And most importantly, most importantly we had the Sizzle Real cold line. Brr. That is 332-333-4361. Hell yeah. Uh, I totally forgot about that. No, it's good. I'm never um, going to get that cadence Well, down. And you know what? We actually, speaking of the happy hour, I'll go ahead and I'll publicize it. I'll publicize it right now. If you're in New York, you're invited to... I mean, if you don't even have to be in New York, shit, you're invited to 
the uh, the Patreoni Happy Hour. This one is going to be open to the public. Oh, I like it. That's I right. Like it. November fifteenth. It's a Monday night, um, five to seven. We will be at the Wandering Barman. Uh, what do they call it? The Cocktail Brasserie. Bra- yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's, brasserie. It's French. It's brasserie. I think brasserie is French for brewery. Oh, it's okay. My guess. I like I don't it. Know. I like it. Our guest is nodding along. He agrees. He thinks that it is French for brewery. Well, you you say speaking of the happy hour, I say speaking of the cold line. Oh, we're we're really lucky today to have. Someone who calls into the cold line. As a matter of fact, this is going to be a sizzle reel first. A little bit later in the show, we are going to have someone who called in answering their own question. It's wild, dude. It is is bonkers. We're getting real meta. If you've ever heard this podcast, you might have an idea of who called in because well, it's our th- only caller no that we we have two callers sometimes i guess we have evan yeah yeah, yeah. my bad evan. Well, video you, by you, at video by evan <laughs> also uh you know deductive reasoning you might know who it is okay now. so let me give before we get into the real show uh this week i cut the tree fort reel finally and i tried to get a little uh, a little silly with it i tried to do some inside joke type shit and um basically usually the video is a song with fast cuts of uh, bands and, bands and you know, whatever activities happens. at Tree Fort. Exactly. Then it's like a music transition with like maybe a sort of video transition that goes with it. Then it's like another song for like 30, 40 seconds. Then it's another one, another one, whatever. It's pretty straightforward. This time I was like, you know what? I'm going to take some chances and I'm going to involve our crew more okay. in it because we shot a little bit of BTS stuff that's just silly footage of us like fucking around. And I was like, I'm going to use this to be the transitions. Just take a chance and see how, like, see how the client feels about it. And I did it and they loved it. They were like, we love the silliness. We love this transition. It captures the festival really well. And then I also did like a film photo montage section. Mm-hmm. But um, it got me thinking. I was like, man, I should start cutting these things. I should start. I should go back and watch some old skate videos for inspiration and cut it like that because, like, there's the parts and then there's like the in between moments, which are like, you know, not the parts. Yeah, they're they're almost like skits, you know, exactly. in, yeah, in a way, yeah. like the skits that you would find on, on old rap albums from like the early two thousands, right? Shit like that. Um, I, I really like those moments that you put in there because, yeah, they're they're kind of inside jokes that are specific to the crew, but I think it's reflective of the experience of going to Tree Fort because yeah. most people are going in a group of friends, and a lot of people are coming from out of town renting an airbnb staying at a hotel just like the crew was so yeah. I, I just think that pretty much everyone who goes to tree fort has experiences like that like they can really relate to it one thing that i learned from editing it was like of course we all know the importance of pacing and breaking things up nicely and creating little little moments and like little pockets of nat sound and, mm-hmm. and like you know sounding up on shit rather than just having a music track play the entire time yeah creating those drops and like keeping things interesting every 15 to 30 seconds like doing something interesting right um so it's not just like wall-to-wall music yeah just it's picture, not picture, stagnant picture, picture. but one thing that i learned or that i it kind of struck me more uh, is that you know we didn't have shotgun mics on any of these cameras these are just a7s's and this is like onboard mics that were that we got the audio from oh really and the audio is not good but ultimately the if if like if it's the right idea and the mm-hmm. right tone, mm-hmm. and of course it's got to be the right project, you can get away with things being rough around the edges if it if it like furthers the the concept or like you know what I mean like if it yeah, fits yeah, the yeah. vibe so Ab- to speak a- absolutely and 
I mean, I think that the audio was not that bad. I, I mean, I know it was onboard cameras, but the environment that it's being taken in, I mean, it's yeah. it's mostly just like people being silly and yelling at the camera. Like that, <laughs> even if you have a nice shotgun mic on it, like maybe it's blown out. Maybe right. it's like it. It's probably not going to be great anyway. It's like more of the setting than the actual audio, yeah. and it doesn't take you out of the video. And so that's one thing I think for next year that I might, I might, I'm personally going to bring a camera, I think, and just capture like raw moments like that mm -hmm. like i'm not going to do any filming of shows i'm going to be capturing raw yeah like behind the scenes moments and i think one thing that i'm also going to tell the crew is to really like get raw with how you're filming this because i've i noticed there was moments where i needed to cut fast montages with a lot of motion and i'd go through the uh the shots and a lot of them were kind of static or like finding your shot and kind of just maybe swaying a little bit with it or kind of slow moves in and it's like those don't necessarily work for me if I need a fast montage but there was one time when like there's a few times in like mosh pits or something where someone's got their camera mm -hmm. and they're filming something and they get bumped and it kind of moves and it's like I would use those bumps actually so it's like I almost used the parts that weren't the intentional parts because I needed movement in the shot. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, that's actually kind of interesting because maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I feel like when we talked to at video by Evan about yeah. this, he was actually saying that he doesn't need a lot of that stuff. He doesn't want a lot of the the crazy camera tricks. He's he was like, yeah. just get your shot and and and, and, and he's right because he was speaking about it from an efficiency perspective and honestly from a like being able to see what you got. And I just stylistically, I think have a have a different approach like yeah well I, I i remember when i first started shooting this was in like 2012 2013 i was shooting our friend connor hickey playing uh shows like yeah. you know guy with a guitar and yeah. he had a, he had a violinist or a cellist cellist yeah. yeah um and one of the things that you told me af after seeing my footage was hey do more with the camera like don't just go around him and like yeah. shoot a, a long static shot you were like do some crazy stuff and like just try try something so that i can edit around it and make cool moments yeah i mean that's 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 funny that you remember that because yeah i mean that is honestly how i feel like and again it's different right i'm talking about cutting a sizzle reel after the fact where you don't need to see the entire performance and it's about mm -hmm. the energy coming from the edit right the clips right. need to speak to that pacing and that energy if you're filming one long take of someone playing guitar because they need to see themselves playing the song definitely don't be moving around like a lot <laughs> well <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah 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 but um yeah i mean that was true for it i learned a lot on that I'm excited to get back to it in march i feel like we talk about it every week um let's real quick get into uh this voicemail and then we'll introduce our guest yo what's up it's your boy joe nana long time listener first time caller uh Shout out to Keith and Leafpole. Shout out to the streets. A um, couple of episodes ago, uh, you guys were talking uh, to your buddy Evan, and you were talking about his work. Well, he was talking about how he was uh, more of a keyboard editor. I know Alexi said you do the combo with the keyboard and the mouse. I just wanted to call in and uh, get some love to all my tablet editors out there. Uh, I mainly use my, my walking tablet and, uh, and a keyboard. I'm a lot faster that way. Uh, anyway, just wanted to get your opinions on uh, tablets. Did you, if you ever use one, would you feel about them? Uh, yeah. See you later. 
Interesting, interesting thought process there. I don't know how he said that name. Wacom, Wacom. I've always said Wacom. I don't know. I've what, always said Wacom, but I, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't know what's right. I just prefer saying it that way. Whatever he yeah. wants to say, he yeah. can say. Um, I did. See, he, he like how he said, "Shout out to the streets." Shout out to the streets. <laughs> and, and shout out to at video. By also, Apple. shout out to uh, the Google automatic transcription yes. because it uh, it messed up a lot, it but it, some, it somehow got Wacom. Yes, it capitalized the W and everything. Look, without any further ado, here he is, Joe Nana, the man who sent that question in. What's up, everybody? I actually uh, researched how to say it before I uh, called in. Oh, wow. Because I so, thought you so were going to call right. me out on that because I used to call Wacom and I looked up so many videos and there's they say it's Wacom. Wacom, Wacom, Sockum robots. Yeah, Wacom, Flockum. That's how. It, that's how it is. Um, yeah. Shout out to the streets. I know Vince is out there somewhere. Shout out to Vince. <laughs> uh, I actually have a, a confession before we we start. Okay. So, on Instagram a couple of months ago, I got added by uh, by Evan, but I, I didn't know it was the Evan. Yeah. And uh, my vi- my page is on private, so I gotta you know hit accept or whatever. So. I hit accept, but I did not follow him back, and I think wow. it's too late now. What do you mean it's too late? Too late? Is it too late? We're right here uh, on the pod. You're gonna do it live it's on not the pod. Too late. Live and you can pod. find him. It's at video by Evan. Oh, I know. At video I know. By he, Evan. He yeah, follows so. me. I just don't follow him well, back. There you go. It, I didn't I know. know who it was at first, and then now you know. it, it clicked. That's it. That's so. Evan. Uh, uh, so my my bad, Evan. Uh, I don't. I don't think we've met. Before. I can't believe that we're seeing this happen live on the pod for everyone who's listening. He's adding right now. Adding right now. There you go. Boom. At video by Evan. Consider him followed. There it is. Yeah, um, see, he's dude, following. Joe, hey, boom. There we go. We're following. See, I got to hit the follow back. Yes. Follow back. There it is. Evan, I got you, buddy. It's been done. Joe, it's so exciting to have you in the studio. You've been it's on true. the show a couple times now, but it's always been remote. And here you are I in know. the flesh. You made it. I made it. Yeah, it's been a. I don't know. What about first two time years? in New York, right? <laughs> yeah, first, first time <laughs> in New York. Yeah, in about two years at least. But. Yeah, no, you guys, uh, you know, came check out the studio. It's nice in here. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah you're on the come up, dude. Well, uh, you know, uh, like we said earlier, it's uh, the company is loans held together by gaff tape. <laughs> that's, that's basically what it is. You know how like when uh, there's like two kids sitting on each other's shoulders in a big trench coat to get into a movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what yeah. Shishkin Productions is. Absolutely. Yeah, it's me and Chris you in and Chris. a suit pretending that we know how to run a business. <laughs> um, so, Joe, yeah, you talked about the Wacom tab, the Wacom tab, whatever Wacom. you call Wacom. it. Wacom. Wacom. Um, Welcome. I know one person who has it, Vince Peretti. Vince Peretti edits with that, and he he crushes it. He's good. But ultimately, it doesn't matter how the fuck you edit, as long as the shit you make is dope. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, everybody has their own different styles. Um, I started using one when I was working at Therapy Studios. Everybody there, uh, you know, we're doing combos of that or a mouse or a keyboard. They were mainly editing on uh, on Avid, so a lot of keyboard editing. Uh, but yeah, I took up the, uh, the tablet and it's just, you know, personal preference. I, I mean, if I start using a mouse, it, it borderline looks like I don't know how to use a computer. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's how long it's been since I've used a mouse. Like when I'm on a tablet, I'm flying through, but when I, when I switch over to mouse, I'm like, click, click, click. But with the tablet, I just I feel, feel like, like I have so much more control. The learning curve must've been crazy. It wasn't, uh, it, at first it gets, you know, it's weird. Um, because you have to sort of know how the tablet is mapped out, uh, especially if you're using two screens, because half the tablet's going to be one screen, half the tablet's going to be the other screen, mm-hmm. and just learning your sort of like control and um, 
changing up your buttons to match your workflow and stuff as well because you know when i'm in photoshop my buttons on the uh on the side there's like the the one i use oh, has I four buttons on top four on the bottom and it has like sort of like a scroll wheel so i can set up like you know my brush and i can change the size of the brush uh right. on there and the different uh pressure points of the actual pen will change the thickness of like the line and everything as well so yeah if you do a lot of photoshop work and a lot of after effects work i just find it's easier to um do your masking and everything yeah it makes a little sense. easier it makes sense that's because it, it's like drawing yeah we were talking about that briefly before we started and that's what really stood out to me was you describing your your after effect after effects workflow with it and i was like oh that's actually that's an interesting application of it yeah you, yeah with the with the pen tool especially i, I feel like it's it, you know if i'm using like a mouse and I'm, I'm clicking trying to add like a mask i just feel like i'm not sort of always clicking or hitting my mark where i want it to be with but with the pen i can actually sort of guide my hand in the way that i uh, i want it to but just personal preference like you said everybody has their own styles did um so did you grow up drawing at all i, I no, was gonna ask the same question because like maybe that's why because for me when i i tried to use a the, the wacom 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 what if what the fuck is it wacom wacom, wacom. say wacom dude uh like a whack-a-mole um <laughs> what i tried to use one of those tablets uh for a bit like for like a month i really did try to use it and that that was the disconnect for me i was like man i can't like i don't want to draw i'm not used to holding something and drawing it like to me it felt unnatural to move my hand that way but i will say i was using it for applications like premiere where like it doesn't really make sense to to draw it. I could see Photoshop or yeah. Illustrator. I could see it working. Well, I, I still use it in Premiere because I use it as my main mouse. Of course, yeah. But yeah. no, I'm a terrible artist. I'm an awful drawer. Like I never really, you know, did any of that as a kid. It's just I, I think it's because I still take notes on pen and paper. I prefer pen and paper over drawing. I got so many notebooks. I got like a little field notes in my backpack right now just so I can pop up, take a note. I don't even have the notes app on my phone. I don't just, do phone notes either. So so I, I, I think notes. I think it's something maybe relating to using the pen and paper and just holding the pen and, and whatnot. The tactile but feel of it. Dude, I, I have so many notebooks just full I, of just random thoughts. The way that I do it, like when it comes to notes, like when you get back notes from a client, you know this, I literally just did it. Like, yeah, yeah. I if they send the notes in an email, I print that email out always, and I Same. give it to whoever's editing or like because yeah. that's my process. And then I make notes if on I that have paper a pen, that I print out too. Exactly. Yeah. If I have a pen, it's much easier for me to like stay in Premiere up here and down here, kind of make any little jot down any little things I need, mm -hmm. rather than clicking back and forth between stuff. If it's really small, I'll just copy and paste it into a little text edit window and just like do yeah. it on there but i also have a, a text thread with myself on my phone where if i don't have my my field notes on me yeah i i send a text to myself and then when i get home i write it down in like my notebook yeah just, i i, I, I do the same thing with email I'll email myself notes and stuff like that um one last thing before we go to break so it sounds like you've been working in photoshop and after effects a lot like is that kind of mainly what you're working in now no, no, I still do ma mainly uh, Premiere work, but I, I jump around with um, Photoshop and After Effects a lot, just doing a couple motion graphics. And, you know, um, we uh, so I do automotive video for everybody who is listening, doesn't know. And uh, we get access to like their ad planners um, for car manufacturers. So you get pictures of, you know, 
different cars, models coming out. Sometimes they don't have running footage available, so you got to do something creative with an actual photo. So just being able to um, cut out, you know, the cut the out car. the car and do a parallax. Yeah, so, or something. sometimes yeah. they have they have jelly beans, which are basically just already cut out, and it's got like eight different angles of the car, sort of oh, like. Nice. And you can kind of do some. Yeah, sort of so you cool can you can use that, but not all of them have it um and not all of them have it for like the model or the color that you're looking for so you got to use an actual product photo and just sort of manipulate it and and whatnot within the guidelines so well that sounds pretty dope um i feel like uh it would be kind of nice to not have to deal with premiere as much but uh i got lucky for the last couple weeks i haven't really had to do it and then and then no, sorry. Okay, well, we're, we're recording this way earlier. Uh, at this point, about a month ago, I didn't use it that much. <laughs> and then and then there was a two-week span where literally I was in it every single day, like yep. nine to five, and it yep. was fucking terrible. Um, all right, let's take a quick break, unless you have anything to throw at him last uh, minute. D- do you want to just drop the model that you use? Uh, the Wacom? Oh, it's, uh, well, Wacom, I use a Intuos Pro Medium. Wow, fancy! Yeah, is that 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 one doesn't have the screen on it, right? It's just no, the... no. The screens are the uh, Cintiqs, hmm. like because uh, the animators will use that. The ones that you can actually like draw. Now the the one I have is probably like eight years old at this point, but it's uh, does the job. Still, still comes in, does the job. Hey, you know what? You know what else comes in and does the job? Joan Anna. He came in. <laughs> he's doing the job. And when we get back from the break, we're gonna dig into his story a little bit, and maybe we'll play a little game. Look, we've been doing the show for a while, and Wandering Barman... Wandering Barman? They are one of our premier sponsors. They're a sponsor? Yeah, they're the best. They make the most delicious cocktails, and they're pre-made. Wait, pre-made cocktails? I can just drink it? I don't have to make a cocktail? That's right, but it gets even better. They just opened their cocktail brasserie here in Brooklyn. That sounds fancy. It's pretty fancy, but it's also mad affordable. Their happy hour from 5 to 7... $5 $5 cocktails. So if you want an old-fashioned, guess how much it is? Uh, $5? If you want a margarita, guess how much it is? Mm, $5. And if you want a Diet Pepsi? I don't think they have those. They don't have those, unfortunately. Oh. But you should check out Wandering Barman's Cocktail Brasserie at 315 Meserol Street in Brooklyn. Go for happy hour, 5 to 7. They're open every day. Wandering Barman, woo! Welcome back, Sizzlers. We are here with the angry tortoise himself, the, Joe Nana. The angry Shout tortoise. Shout out. The mysterious angry tortoise. He just told us, he's got a, he, I goes, he goes, I have an idea how to get into the next segment. I go, great, what is it? He looks at me and goes, just bring us in. <laughs> like, all right. All right yeah. Then, then all right. Alexi looks at me and says, bring us in. Bring yeah. us in, Chris. All right, well, hold on. I just want to, so, you know, first time in, uh, in your new studio. It's been a while since I've been here. It's been, been a while. while. It's been a, a year of, uh, of podcasting. <laughs> So I actually uh, I brought some gifts with me. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So oh, hold sure. on. We have special I think it's pronounced gifts. gifts. Oh, yeah, it's gifts. gifts. Unless you got a bunch of All peanut right. butter. <laughs> I got <laughs> cans of peanut butter. Oh, my I got, God. I got a series of three. Who wants to? Alexi, do I'll you want this? I'll take this. this. Sure. All right, Alexi, This go is ahead. a, should I open it now? Yeah, go ahead. Open so it. you want to talk through what's happening here, Chris? Yeah, okay. So this is a, uh, it, it looks, it's, it's a, a rectangle, a thin rectangle. Looks like it could be a book or something. It's wrapped in a nice little polka dot. White and red polka dot. Oh, you hear that? This is some some ASMR, and I'm talking over it. Uh, Alexis, he's he's struggling over here. He does he doesn't normally oh. get gifts. Oh Pod- my god! Podcasting for dummies. Oh my god! Wow. This is what I'm talking. We could have used actually. this like 14 months ago. Yeah, instead we just for a year did a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Oh, look at the, the first page I opened to. 
Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> I definitely need we, to learn that. We That's literally posted sure. our first Instagram story like three days ago. Yeah, from, did you from see the it? Sizzle Real account. Uh, uh, which one? The one with Germ? The one with Germ? Yeah, yeah, I did see it. Yeah. You didn't submit a question. Weird. Hmm. Um, Weird. Well, thank you, Joe. I appreciate this. This no is gonna. This is gonna look really nice up here on this bookshelf. Yeah. Can I, can I borrow that? Yeah, I have a. I have another gift. Uh, I got another this at one. the airport. It is a. Uh, it's a crab. Oh. It's a crab magnet. Oh, oh my that god! That is for Chris. I forgot to take that the press tag off. Oh, there you go. Oh, I get a crab magnet. This oh, is gonna look magnet. great. This That's is gonna so look great because this is gonna. This can because those. Uh, oh, it's shells. a Palm, Palm Beach. Palm oh, Beach. So WPB represent. That adds oh. to Chris's Florida collection. Um, and also the shelves are magnetic behind you, so you can. Oh, the shelves they're metal, are magnetic. Metal, yeah. Yeah. This is gonna live in my I desk. I figured every office needs some knickknacks and whatnot. It does. This is cool. And now this last one, Alexi will be familiar with. The and this. This is very personal. This okay. is this is close to my heart. Okay. So please don't throw this away. I won't. It might still work. Okay. Alexi. Oh, <laughs> this is what I was hoping. I have this. I still have my fifteen hundred or nothing pen. Right. Uh, folks, this is a, a cheap shitty pen that says it's all plastic. <laughs> it barely works. It has. Uh, it's like one of those that you can maybe get for like five cents a pen and see, see if it see works if it still works real quick it's been in my uh, car it does not it does work, not work. I, um but it says 1500 or nothing on it which is actually a great maybe a great place to get in to the next segment yeah um and you're right yeah you said you had a segue you had it um joe nana and i we went to school together. Mm-hmm. Actually, Air Vince One was a part of that whole clique. Yeah, I don't think he, he wasn't in no, our he class. No, he, he did was PR. Part of your, yeah, he did PR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, and then Vincent actually met through a whole like a music thing. But um, shout out Shay J. Shout out me. Shout out Mickey Rich. Shout out um, me and Joe Nana. One of our very first gigs was in Los Angeles, um, working for we did a job for this uh, production music production team called 1500 or nothing mm-hmm. who had a they won grammys and shit they're a beautiful production team the shit is amazing the gig though was crazy and not it, yeah not it good. was it was weird um joe uh before we get into la you want to talk about anything uh leading up to moving out there well you you ended up out there yeah i ended up out there because you were out there i don't know if we talked about this before or what that, that, that's yeah. strange because i ended up in new york because alexi was in new yeah, york yeah well i want oh. i wanted to come i wanted to come to new york and he convinced me to go to la since he had a spare bedroom he was actually interning um for uh, a late night show and he was like yeah come on out here so i went out there with dj rudnet he was yep. already out there as well shout out jeff rudderman jeff rudderman shout music out. producer extraordinaire and uh and yeah ended up out there for i don't know maybe three and a half four years damn and you were out there that long i was out there that long yeah alexi left i think before i did yeah, you went to did. portland yeah bounced. i think i stayed around for another about half a year and then uh well, we relocated did, back to florida did i ever visit you out there I don't or remember you, you not being there out there. Yet. No, you you probably moved Alexi out there. I did, yeah. and then I visited a couple yeah, more times. I came, I, came guess... uh, I came in August of what was that, 2011? Some uh, so, that sounds about right because I was there in May 2011. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, you stayed out there because you actually ended up getting like a solid job at a like real post house like a fucking really really quality post house so maybe they're more than a post house even yeah well they have done a lot more recently with the production but they were mainly doing um post-production we were a post house and yeah it was an internship that turned into a uh, a job i started off uh you know interning then i ended up 
working the uh, the vault, which is basically their media storage, running tape mm-hmm. decks, and managing media. Then uh, I mean, I remember once I went to visit you uh, there, and I saw the office is fucking incredible, and um, I saw the vault, and uh, it was insane. Like he was literally like laying shit off the tape and all this craziness like yeah full walls of of gear wow. and racks That's and like yeah, crazy all, shit and you tried to explain yeah. it to me and i was like dude i don't i don't get this i don't know how to do yeah, this. yeah all the all the computers were basically hosted in there too and we routed everything like you know through ethernet to uh the respective edit base that they didn't have any like computer noise and whatnot and uh so those were all in there it's like there was a special like ac system to keep everything like up to temperature uh you had amazing it sounds like the the server room that we had at at the news we we had we had the servers in there i mean it was probably a small it was probably about the size of this room that we're in right now maybe a little bigger um yeah i'd say a little bigger but the thing is with all of those places like even when amy and i went to this place called the garage Mm -hmm. um they are like a they do like a lot of robotic camera stuff so I don't know, Joe, if you've seen like they, that. This spot has been. Getting... Wait, is that with Steve Geralt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, you, know you went him? there. You know him? I've I've seen I follow him on Instagram. Oh, well, there awesome. you go. He's yeah, great. yeah, he's, he's, he's nice. great. So he does he's all a... the slow motion sort Shit, of like man. robotic stuff. Yeah. yeah. If I'd known, if I'd known you knew him, we would have could have set something up. Um. Well, well I, don't, I don't know him, but yeah, but I, know I mean, who he is. Yeah. We could have set up like a tour or something. Maybe we can still do it. I don't know. Uh, look, point is, it was it was a beautiful studio and it was so cool. They just moved to from their Midtown studio down to uh not sunset park whatever industry city and uh and they had so much room and the studio fucking amazing it looks beautiful they put a bunch of money into it obviously it looks so good and when he took us back to the room like the server room where Mm -hmm. they had all of their you know cables running and stuff that is the part where i remember i looked at him like wide-eyed and i was like steve this is beautiful this is that shit. It's the most boring room in the whole fucking yeah. thing. It's just cables. There's just cables <laughs> no, everywhere. But, but, but like, you have to manage those this cables. This is like, the shit, though, because because of that room, everything else works flawlessly. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, it was just it was just fucking brilliant. But yeah, you were in a you were in a similar situation. This place therapy. I mean, they have they do big name stuff. I mean, they work with Dave Grohl a, a lot, right? They did yeah, this yeah, whole, they, the whole documentary. Yeah, yeah. That's basically when I started to sort of transition out of the vault. I became more of like a sort of post-production uh, assistant. Um, and then we left after things were starting to heat up. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they, they still do stuff now. I mean, they, they still, still do, do stuff, stuff now. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the main guy. Um, Doobie White. Well, there there's Doobie. There is uh, Ren, um, John, and Joe. And Joe, who was sort of like the uh, lead executive producer, him and John, uh, Joe ended up actually, le- he actually lives in Florida now. Oh, nice. Um, and, uh, you know, he's li- living the life. But yeah, I miss that place, man. Still a lot of good friends. I know a lot of people who uh, I worked with uh, are still around. Some have moved on to uh, other projects. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it was, I mean, a, it was a great place. Do you, you think you put in a good word for me? I'm kind of looking for a new gig. Dude, oh, wow. it's a, <laughs> hey, hey man, it's a it's an awesome place to work, man, and it, it's it's really like going from a, a studio like that to sort of like the corporate world that I'm in now. It's such a huge transition. It's uh, in what way? I mean, you know, when I was there, it's you know, we were working, we were hustling, we were working. Basically, sometimes you're on for like 24 hours because you got to hit a deadline. Um, at, at, at this, at the studio, you mean at therapy? Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's not like, you know, you're not getting paid, you know, you're getting overtime and, and whatnot, uh, but you got to get the job done. 
and uh, it was a cool studio. You know, we had, you know, a really nice sort of like welcome area, reception area. Uh, you can go hang out. It was just sort of fun to like hang out at. Now that you're in the corporate world, you know, I'm basically 830 to 530 every day. Uh, don't really got to work overtime. Got to go to work in a shirt and tie, you know, every Damn, now and really? then. Work in a shirt and tie. I work in a shirt and tie. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Unless when I go when I go film, uh, I can you know wear whatever I want, be a little more uh, comfortable. But yeah, when I'm actually in the office, I'm I'm shirt and tie. You know what's so funny? I was thinking about this today. I put on this shirt. I'm wearing a button up. Yeah, shirt. Yeah, I'm just now realizing you guys are both wearing button up shirts because we're going to a nice lunch, and I did not wear one. Yeah, that's not really the reason I wore one. The reason I wore one is because I haven't uh, picked up my laundry in three, oh, three no. days. So no, this no. is like I'm down to like this and a couple of you know how everyone's got those old t-shirts in the rotation where it's mm-hmm. like okay, yeah. these are my like down to the last bottom of the barrel yep. like this one's a little too small like this one is like kind of dirty like i'm like all right i'm down to those last ones um joe uh let's get into some of the early the early gigs we had you want to talk about some of that we worked with with rappers a lot those are yeah so of- i mean you did more work with uh that company we were both interns for uh a A plus films shout out fredo shout out scott shout out shout out a lot of shout outs this episode but yeah they were uh they were cool i know you got to go on a few more shoots my main sort of like internship at that time was with uh therapy studio so i think i was doing like two or three days a week when a plus needed us i would jump in with them maybe like once a week once every other week (laughs) and then we actually we did me and alexi we actually had an internship together he convinced me to do it. i didn't even want to do it uh, it was called the Planetary Group. Music marketing. It was music marketing for like indie music. Uh, you know, it's more Alexi's scene. Like I think they had like Bonnie Vare and like uh, Portugal the Man, maybe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they, they, had, they, they had like a before few. Portugal the Man was like a big band. Yeah, yeah they had yeah. like one song at the time, and so it was basically you you get there, sort of like demos. You listen. You have to sort of compare them to like other artists. I just copied off Alexi because I had no idea who to relate any of these people to. And then halfway yeah. through the internship, Alexi said. Ah, fuck it, I'm out. It, yeah, well, but that's a thing. Wait, is this the place that, like, anytime you wanted to describe a band that sounds like the Beatles, you would say they sounded like Dr. Dog? Yes, 100%. Okay. That's exactly what I always did. Um, the, the thing with that, though, and I don't really feel bad, is because those times, like, I was just, like, kind of looking out for, for me, basically, as an intern, because... That was, I don't know if anything's different now, but I feel like the climate is a little different now where like paid internships are kind of the norm. Yeah, but we, back then, the, they were, were just all, take advantage yeah. of everybody. We, we were unpaid for, I never got paid for an internship. Right, and that's why yeah. I never felt bad leaving. I, I did that to, I think, three different internships where after like a week or two or like a month, if it wasn't what I wanted to get out of it, mm-hmm. I would just be like, sorry guys, I'm leaving. Because like, if you're not paying me, you can't expect me to care. To, to care. Yeah, yeah, yeah and exactly. also like, if we're not meeting each other halfway, then then what's the point of this? If I'm not, if what I was promised was that I'll be learning things and getting things out of it, and I'm not, yeah, what? then you're not holding up your end of the bargain. Exactly. They literally had us in a room. Like I don't even know. No offense to Planetary, I get it. You need to like exploit your workers. Fine, but like, <laughs> no offense. N- no, we were in a room, literally going through like they, we'd, 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 like we'd have boxes, albums, yeah, boxes hundreds. full of uh of CDs that yeah. that came from the press. We take that CD, you put it in an envelope, put well, a sticker no, no, on no, it. We, we'd have to listen to them first. No, then, that that's that, that was for, that part? was for stuff they sent in. That was for stuff we received. Oh, for things okay, for yeah. demos that were received. That was the fun part. You get to listen to them. You get to kind of see what they sound like. Then move them up the ladder. For shit that 
a lot of days there was mail days. Where yeah, we had to send it to every radio station that was basically sort of like on their list related on their list. So it was maybe like a hundred stations. Because you got to keep in mind, these companies get paid for their promo and marketing campaigns, which means we're going to press a bunch of demos and yeah. send them around. So to you'd the send a demo and have like a sticker that said, these are like the three songs we recommend. This is who they sound like, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. It's ship, li- ship them so off to the stations. Basically, the people who used to be in the office before us, like mm-hmm. who we rented after, oh, Rocket Bird or uh, well, Terror Bird, Terror they Bird. kind of did something really similar. But uh, yeah, basically, there were days when we would come in and legit the entire day we would be taking uh, jewel case CDs out of a box, putting uh, if they were wrapped already, pre-wrapped, shrink wrap, we p- pull, pull all the shrink wrap oh off, my God. put them in a small envelope that fits that CD, throw the sticker on the envelope. Z- zip it up or seal it up. Put it in a bag. Now, how is this at the end of the day advertised as a music marketing yeah, industry? Okay. Which in reality that that is what it was. That, that, I mean, because a lot of the accurate. job is sending shit around. Yeah. But it, at at a certain point, I'm like, okay, for one week, uh, I get that. I understand how to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have me doing it every single week, like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. For then, free. It, like, then it's just free labor at that point. Yeah. yeah it's like be- I know how to put shit of, in an the envelope. The best part about that job was across the street there was a pretty good cheesesteak place. And and then down the street from it actually because it was it was on somewhere on it was in Hollywood yeah or was it on I don't remember what street it was on but it was it wasn't Hollywood and if you walked a block that was the Thai place for Manny Pacquiao yeah and, yeah the boxing place it was yeah. literally like adjacent to uh, Manny Pacquiao's training yeah so that was pretty tight um did we ever talk about in the previous episodes and you've been on about uh, the Kendrick stuff or the Quali stuff the, or the stuff where the tie came in I don't remember oh yeah we did we did yeah we talked about that did we, we talk about, about the, the 15, pen did we talk about the 1500 or nothing like actually the gig I think I think, I think so. we briefly like With mentioned it and everything? I yeah I don't know how much well, you'll how have to go if you're listening you'll have to it. go back to an old Joe Nana episode I, I don't know if it was with Joe or not or if you just told it on the podcast no, to I, be honest I, I could have sworn we might have talked about it but I, like I said I didn't go back and listen to the previous episode so I mean, I've never listened I don't want to I don't want to repeat like yeah that. well to be uh to be fair uh one no one really listens but two <laughs> uh if we if we repeat it I listen if we repeat it it's not a big deal I'll just give you the in a in a nutshell right Right. Like we would go. We got this one job where we had to edit a bunch of footage. They, we, they wanted they wanted a sizzle reel they for, a sizzle for reel. the Grammys. They wanted to basically promote all the music they had done like that year and and whatnot. And they actually I mean, they're legit. They they've gone on to win a few Grammys. They're actually doing some really cool stuff. Uh, I see them all the time on like the NPR, like as like the musicians now uh, for the Tiny Desk concerts. I mean, they did they're one, amazing. They're yeah, great. they did the one with like Roddy Rich. They're great musicians, but great musicians. Um, yeah, that but, experience was awesome. Yeah, they had an office in uh, or like a little studio in Inglewood, and they had a sort of. I don't even know what it was. It was a plastic table. No, they they had a really, really nice they had music a really nice studio. Music studio. And then they told yeah. we walked in the music studio and it's so fucking nice. And we're chilling in there and they're like, we chill in there for like 30 minutes. We're like, dude, this is going to be tight. And then they're like, okay, you guys ready to go to the video studio? We're like, yeah, it's going to be fucking dope. They walk us across the street. Up uh, a no, staircase. It was a, I don't think it was across. Uh, across was it, like it was a like, little it was street. Like, yeah. It's it parallel. Whatever. I mean, that's semantics. We. It's in a different building, though. It's, yeah, in, a it's in a different, different building. building. So we go across the street, up the staircase to an apartment complex. Where in order to even mm. get in up the staircase, you have to put in like yeah. a code. It's like Got wrought gate, iron. Gates like on the gates. windows. Gates on the windows. Like gates on the doors. So you have to put in, in one code in Inglewood. Oh yeah. You have to put in another code to get into the actual room. And we walk in there, and the video studio is an empty apartment that has one plastic 
Walmart table in the corner with and a the, TV with mounted a Mac on the wall and a TV mounted on the wall. And then there's another room where like this big fat guy named Fluff is sitting there and he's just like overseeing us, making sure we're not fucking around, basically. Fluff. Yeah. And and the whole thing that sucked is, you know, me and Alexi are like I don't know, 22 years old. And we're like, all right, um, we're just going to take the video. We're going to go edit it back because it, it was like a one day turnaround and they had probably like a terabyte worth of like shit and we're like all right we're yeah. gonna take the hard drive so things really whatever don't we need things really don't get better yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're <laughs> 10 gonna, years of the same old shit yeah we're gonna cut it at home and the guy was like uh-uh absolutely not you gotta edit in the studio none of the footage like leaves this like studio and we're like oh shit so we had to call uh fredo basically who to was, come bail us out yeah he was the guy who was uh he's one half of the uh company we were working for a plus films and yeah, he basically was like, ah, oh, yeah, he talked to him and they're like, no, we just want the video in here. So me and Alexi took shifts. I think he took, I mean, we worked together. I think then he came in super early or worked like overnight almost. And then I came in the next day um, and Fredo came in and helped out and uh, we got it cut. I mean, yeah, we got it done. We, we got it done. Jesus it was, Christ, it was so was much it? shit to go through. There was so much footage. We had no idea what the hell we were doing. And and, and I don't think Fredo and Scott wanted to do it, which is why they gave, they it, gave to it to us, us as the exactly. interns. And, and then at the end, at the end, the, so I don't know if Alexi was there with me at the time. I think because I think I was the one who ended up there at the it. end. I think you finished. Yeah, it, yeah, and so it was me and Fredo, and uh, we're sitting there and. Uh, the guy comes in rants and he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, we got these, uh, you know, brand new like hoodies in and like all this like swag and stuff like that. And I think he gave like Fredo a hoodie and he looks at me and he gives me and he gives me this pen, this pen right this here. This exact pen. That's what Joe got. And they gave me a couple to give to Alexi. And I got, a, he got I didn't this. know that there were like hoodies and stuff, too. And you we, we didn't get that. That was only for Fredo. I know. That's yeah, so no, messed we, up. I didn't know that part. We yeah. had, uh, we got the pens, and uh, I was like, motherfucker. I was like, all right, we did all this. We literally worked like 48 hours straight like yeah. on this thing, and, and all we got was this pen to well, show yeah, and, for. And, I think, I think uh, you know, uh, A+, plus, love those guys. They, they were awesome. We had a lot of good shit, but I think, like they paid, I think they got paid for it. Oh, probably. I think yeah, got no, paid no, no, for not it. an F minus. A plus are great, man. A+ if it wasn't great, for them, yeah. I, we wouldn't even. I've never like we worked with Kendrick Lamar, dude. Like, yeah, they're, they're before he even. They're, they're awesome. Anything. They were they were pretty new as well because they were yeah. they were younger guys and they're they're starting they're sort of like you know you guys yeah right now. This I is respect like where they the were at, them. Yeah. They're cool. I they mean, weren't getting paid much for like some of the music videos they were doing. It's it's tough to get paid for that kind of stuff. Um, Especially, especially at that level especially they were, at that they were working level, with artists yeah. who were just coming up yeah they were working with kendrick before kendrick was kendrick yeah. and they were doing it basically for exposure and i know you know the biggest artists at that time i think they had worked with was talib kwali right and they did I, two music videos and i don't think they got paid much to do two music videos for like yeah like they, they were artist. making their money off of like stupid bullshit like yeah corporate music i get it i still just like i can't fuck with keeping interns that late yeah like, that's, that wasn't that I wasn't mean, that wasn't i, wasn't I really don't think oh, that okay was that wasn't on. On. i mean me, that, me, that me, was the, we, he, fredo wasn't even there like we took that on as like this is us we weren't doing yeah. it through a plus films oh, okay. we yeah, were yeah, doing yeah. it we, were we doing had it. to call him because he was the connect and we were like dude gotcha can you convince this guy to let us take this footage home gotcha. and like he yeah he just wasn't willing to part with it because he thought we'd like leak it or something but i kept that pen as a reminder and i said one day i'm gonna sign a 
sign a big ass check with that pen. And now and, the uh, pen it hasn't happened. So that's why I'm giving it to Alexi. And now the, and now the pen's out of ink. So <laughs> now the pen's out of ink. Yeah, we signed a lot of other shit. And I, ironically, they got their name 1500 or nothing because I guess when they, the first, one of the first gigs they ever did, they were like, we're only going to do it for 1500 or nothing. Like, we're not doing it. And so they ended up getting $1,500 to do this gig. And I think it's ironic because. All we got was a pen. And we got, and we got nothing. <laughs> we got nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> we got 1500 or nothing pen. Um, Joe, thank you for coming on the show. Um, uh, we're about to go eat some fucking sushi. A little yeah, sushi. Yeah, we are. Joe, Joe, where can the people follow you? That's true. Uh, they don't need to follow me. I'll find them. Okay. Wow. All right. There we uh, go. Chris, one last time for the people. Uh, we're we're like, at Sizzle Real Gang on most social media and on Gmail. Mm-hmm. We uh, are on Patreon Shishkin Productions and uh, TikTok Shishkin Productions. Mm-hmm. Learn something or don't. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, most importantly, call in 332 Shishkin Productions Podcast.